Good morning and welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty and I'm here today with Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty and we have an amazing guest today. Guest, yes. Mike Honch with M&T, uh, MT. MH, thank you. Thank you. Let's see, okay. I, it's, it's only right, right there on your shirt, yeah. staring at here. me. <laughs> MH Tank yeah. Co. Well, it yeah. stands it's the T for his initials. Right. I know it's the right? T for Tank that threw me off. That being said, <laughs> MH Tank Co. Um, say hello to hello, all your everybody. fabulous hello. fans out there. Well, I've got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Grace, how was uh, how's your week? Your weekend? Things rocking and rolling? Business busy? I haven't been here in a couple of weeks, um, so lots going on. I, you know, have. Um, had have one listing where a tenant moved out and had to go in there and like read to some photographs um you know an, uh, another listing that i can't seem to get anybody to go look at which mm -hmm. is weird it's a commercial listing so it's a little different right um and a couple of buyers that i'm dealing with and we're just not finding the right thing so it's sort of been a slowish but you know it's the middle of the summer right B busy but non-productive yeah <laughs> yeah something like that i feel like that counts like 50% of my year feels that way. Yeah. And then the well. other 50% I'm like, you know, woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> I did close on something which I was excited about. Um, but you know, it's all good. You know, we're just trying to get through the summer and, and get to the uh, busy part, right? Mm -hmm. Which is going to be soon, I think. Yeah, I and am the uh, interest rate today. Yes. 4.99. Really? That's yeah, a nice just drop heard that right this there. This morning from Hudson United. Very nice. That's a nice drop. So people, if you're uh, like, right. now lock, might be the time. Lock, lock, in. lock in. Lock, lock in. in. Long, but a long lock-in period, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had I had a like a a weird real estate weekend. Um, you know, I'm licensed in New Jersey, and sometimes I get people with uh, like looking for waterfront because a lot of times uh, they start on the lake, and then we. We go to another lake and then we go to another area. And so I have one client who's a very, very wide area of, yeah. of interest. Um, so he calls me the other day and he's like, I found a house I'm super interested in. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, you know, I'm away, but where is it? Mm -hmm. Tuckerton, New Jersey, which is all the way down in Ocean County, which was only 25 minutes from where I was. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, so I reached out to the listing agent. I said, hey, I'm not in your MLS, but I'm licensed in New Jersey. I have a client who's interested in this house. I happen to be down here. You know, can I at least go, you know, can I get in? She's like, oh, there's a tenant and she's away. So there's no access this week. I'm like, can I go walk the property? And she gave me all the details. She sent me the listing. So I'm like, even on vacation, it follows me. Hey, then you can write some of it off because you work. Hey, that's a great idea. I'm mental note, all that mileage yeah, coming right off. It's good. I mean, seriously, that's, that's what they always say when you go on vacation, make sure you go to some open houses because it's considered work. That's right. I mean, what's super interesting about, about that is it's waterfront on uh, Little Egg Harbor. And so waterfront in New Jersey has some super unique things that go on there. They have... Uh, they have what's called a like a the state could have something called a tidelands claim on the property, um, and then there are. Um, Did you just find this out? No, well, I mean I'm licensed in the state, so I know that it's a thing. I've never had it happen, right. so We're a little um, removed from that um, shore area. That's correct, <laughs> um, and so the state it kind of works out where if at any point in time your property had a tide that came up, the state owns to where the t like the, the the highest tide has hit oh. hit the house right and so 
let's just say at some point in time someone built a bulkhead, right? And there's a space between the highest tide and where your bulkhead is. You have to either make arrangements or like buy that space of land that has been filled in from the state. It only has to happen once in the ownership of that property, but it has to happen, right? And so there's there's a commission. Um, they have to figure out what percentage of the property is actually owned by the state versus you know what you might think you own. Then there's a, a 12 person commission that comes up with some number. Um, and this can take up to a year. And you know, there's a cloud on the title the whole time. And you need oh to goodness. either put money in escrow as the seller, because in general, the seller pays for it unless the buyer agrees to do that and you're making the exact same face i made yeah <laughs> when someone suggested that the buyer do it i'm like right. i'm pretty sure I, go, I'm, I may be new to this but i'm sure the seller pays for that she's like usually i'm like yeah <laughs> um, and then there's a second thing um where if you want to put a let's call it uh, like a dock or something out mm -hmm. into that that water that has a tide um you have to pay a riparian lease to the state or um, what are they calling it now? An agreement, we'll go with the word agreement, or license. Um, and so that's they, they issue those on 10-year basis, but there's a yearly fee you pay each year to that. For the lease. Correct, and so if, you're, if, you, if your lease is up and you have to renegotiate with the state, that could be another year process. Wow. But usually the buyer does pay for that because they're gonna have that continued use on it. Anyway, so lots of new things I've learned about waterfront down the beach. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, just, it, it's sort of like, um, you know, when you move here, you, you, there's all these, um, you know, farm sort of things going on here. Right. And like a couple of weeks ago when I was here, it was about the roosters, and there's still that whole thing going on about the roosters. Although it and, seems that Warwick is, is not going to move forward with that plan. No, there was probably not, because they know how crazy it was and how crazy everybody got. And there's that kid going around town with the with uh, rooster. With the rooster. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, let them come get my rooster. Yes, well, th that apparently was the sentiment of everyone at the town meeting the other night. I nearly lost my mind when it first happened. And I was like, it's too many people. I, I knew that yes. if I was getting that aggravated and annoyed, everybody was getting aggravated and annoyed. So I will be interested to see there's some conversation about like grandfathering in roosters and then if you have a small lot of property. Well, I can understand that. That right. makes sense. If you have, you know, less than an acre and you have somebody living right next door to you, I could see how that could be a, a nuisance. Right. Right. But someone like me who's on four acres, my neighbor's on 12 acres, my other neighbor's on another four acres. It's like, what? Like, right. you can't, don't tell me I can't keep my rooster. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a problem. <laughs> anyway, whatever. That it looks like. You know, we'll find out. Um, August seventeenth or something. I think is when the the next meeting is, and they're gonna discuss it. But I feel like that is going to come off the table. Yes, I I don't disagree. But we have Mike here, so let's yeah. uh, let's shift our focus let's over yeah. to Mr. Mike Hunch and his. Uh, tank removal company so uh, yeah mike tell us how you got into this business and exactly what it is that you do so that everybody that may need your services can call you okay well i've been in uh the oil tank business since um closer since uh 1986 oh wow some time ago mm -hmm. and you i were just a youngster then i was just a youngster <laughs> uh i started this company in 2006 uh, here in Warwick, mm -hmm. and uh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful thing. I'm also uh, bi-statual, well, 
Christina, you're yep. uh, also in yep. Jersey. I also work in Jersey. Uh, so uh, Different rules over there, though, right? Yeah, a few. Yeah, they are. A lot of different uh, rules between counties here in our own state really? of New York. That I did not know. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. No, so like the differences Licenses, between like Sullivan and like Orange County or Ulster County. I mean, that's yeah. really where we... We have, we have to carry certain uh, licenses in uh, Westchester. Rockland, uh, maybe. Rockland. Rockland's a tough one. Ulster, was it Ulster? Or, yeah, I think it's Ulster. So you, you know, you gotta you gotta learn about all the rules and regulations. And there's some towns that require a town a license too. It's all about the Benjamins. They all want the dough. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. Mm -hmm. They all want the money. Um, well, well, let's. Uh, Look at Warwick because that's where we are right now. So, what does Warwick require for a tank removal? Uh, Warwick requires us just to apply for a, a demo permit for a oil tank. It's one of the easiest towns to have to deal oh, with. Oh, really? Do they have to send somebody out to yeah. watch what's happening? Well, what our procedure normally takes place is that uh, we sign up the project, make application for the job, whether it's a removal, decommissioning in place. Or an installation, for that matter. Uh, we call for the markouts, make sure we don't hit anybody's underground utility. The town comes and does that, right? Uh, or well, is this uh, like parts um, of the town? Orange do, and Rockland. Orange and Rockland. Pia, uh, you know, it all depends right. on where yeah. where you are. Mm -hmm. um, then we go do our work. Uh, the town comes over and makes sure it's done properly. Uh, then we backfill everything and supply all the documentation back to the town to get the certificate of approval, of, and that's the goal. To get the, the permit closed out. The permit closed out. How many times have you guys gone to the town and found out a permit has not been closed out? Oh, so boy. Many. Let me, so let me many. think about that. I can't, I can't count. We're, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to continue this conversation. This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Right now is a great time to buy or sell. Buyers can take advantage of low interest rates and sellers can get top dollar for their homes in this high demand market. Our agents utilize the most innovative tools and market knowledge to help you achieve your real estate goals. Give us a call at 845-986-4848. At Howard Hanna Rand Realty, home happens here. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time homebuyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. This is attorney Bob Kruhulik of the law firm Badian 
Kruhulik, the lawyer guy. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions. That's every Tuesday at 12 noon on Radio Worth Listening To. Hi, I'm Dave Edwards, and I invite you to join me every Sunday night when we'll showcase a perfect album. I'll start with side one, track one, and we'll play every song in order from the record. A few bonus songs, as well as some trivia, too, right here on Radio Worth Listening To. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, licensed in New York and New Jersey, hosting today with... Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty. And I feel like we are so, like, subdued today, right? right? Aren't we? I don't know. It's a very hot Monday. I know. I just feel like it's like vacay time, you know? It, it is. It is. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm five days away from the beach again. So I'm. Oh, you're in between, right? I am in you're between. working for a couple of days and then going back Ke- out there. Catching up. Yep. yep. So tanks, oil tanks. That's our topic today. If anybody has any questions for Mike Hanch from MH Tank, call us today. Call us right now. Our phone number here is 845-651-1110. And you, or you can text us 845-328-0886. So we were talking about, um, you know, just what happens when you have to get an oil tank put in or right, taken or removed, out, removed right. is really the biggest, um, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things you do, right? Yes. Rem- yeah. rem- Obviously, you'll put a new oil tank in and you'll replace an old one for a new one if that's what someone needs to do as well. Yes, I know that from uh, from the real estate perspective, as you know, when we're taking a listing, right, and we're mm-hmm. going through the house and we're talking about, you know, what kind of heat do you have? What kind of fuel source? Where is that fuel source? Um, you know, I feel like sellers sometimes go out of their way to not tell us there's a buried sure, tank. Sure, because they know. Because they don't want to hear the words, right? They don't right. want to hear, y- you have to pull it, right? And then there's a conversation that goes something like, well, legally, do I have to pull it? And I'll say, um, in New York, no. However, you have to disclose that there's a buried underground tank. And once that is seen right on the listing, you will limit the number of people that come look at your house. Why would you want to do that? you're going to have to pull it anyway. Because even someone who says, uh, okay, I'll put an offer on that house, but it's going to be contingent on that tank coming out prior to closing. I, I have taken uh, a, a project on that. It, it's a funny story because it, it was a 1,000-gallon tank. That's a pretty big oil tank. Under, underground tank. And the owner wanted me to abandon it in place, and it was an, almost in an open field. It was wide open. Right. Uh, I tried to convince them not to. They said they wanted to. But we got to their job. It was extremely deep into the ground. So it was a lot of earth that had to be moved, right. even for an abandonment. So I got it done, finished the whole job, got back to the office, and the realtor called me back up and says, can you come back out tomorrow and remove this tank? Oh, my <laughs> the gosh. The next day. Yeah. So it's... it's, it's they paid twice then. Well, they did. They, they, they did pay <laughs> twice. But the, the perception of this uh, of this business is one of which that um, there's a lot to it. There's more than just because the realtor said so. It's an orly attorney said so. It's yeah. the banks. It's the mortgage companies. It's the uh, insurance companies. That it's very difficult to get this type of business associated services uh on on this type of work 
you need to have more education to find out what the total picture is. Not just doing a tank removal. Right. It, it's w what's the reason behind it? Because you can easily make that wrong decision and go for an abandonment and pay twice. So when you do an abandonment, what, it, what does that entail specifically for our listeners? Well, what we do is we'll dig to the top of the tank. We'll cut a piece of the tank large enough to fit our bodies in it. Obviously, for me, it would have to be a big hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks like it was smaller. It's getting smaller all the time. <laughs> uh, we have to go inside. We have to pump it all out. And then we actually go inside of it and we scrape it clean and wipe it. Uh, here in the town of Warwick, they require we cut access holes at the bottom of the tank to make sure that there's absolutely positively no a mistake of, of uh, you know, a 550-gallon tank is about six foot long. Uh, a 1,000-gallon tank is almost 11 foot long. The inspector doesn't get and crawl inside the tank. He just doesn't. That right. doesn't happen. So they, take, uh, they, they have us cut a piece out make sure that there's no residual from the, from the bottom. Mm -hmm. And we can also do uh, optional soil analysis. We're, we're getting a lot of that with realtors, that they want the soil analysis, even though it's not required by any governmental agency, uh, it does make good sense. Yeah. So, so when you, you cut the tank open like that, so, and, and then you're going to abandon it, I'm assuming you must have to fill it with something yeah. because it can collapse at some point, yeah, right? that's correct. Uh, we fill it with a uh, three-eighths gravel. Okay. Um, the gravel gets brought all the way up to the top. We catty-corner catty the lid back on, mm -hmm. put a piece of plastic over there, and then uh, just fill it back up with earth. Okay. So that's for an abandonment. Now, for, for removal, the same procedure, mm -hmm. uh, and then just remove the tank and then backfill it. And the, the difference in price is? The minimus, 300 bucks. Oh my God! So it's like, why wouldn't you? And why wouldn't you do it for three hundred dollars? I, 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 I think the mindset is people think that if there's a small hole, they're not opening up Pandora's box. It's going to show its face regardless, one way or another. It's going to show its mm -hmm. face. So. How often did you have you found around here that these tanks are actually contaminating the earth? Uh, I, I would say one out of ten. All right, so about 10%. Yeah. And, and, and that might even be a, a little on the high side. You know, you open up the newspaper, you're going to read about Mrs. Smith's tank had leaked and fish are dead and wells are polluted. You're not, you're not going to read about Mrs. Jones's tank came out of the ground today and there was no problem. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, bad news is good news. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, it... it, it I've never, I've never had a tank come out that had contamination myself, like that I've been involved in. Have you? I have. You have. Yes. And what happened then? Um, Did Mike do it for you? Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that being that being said, it minimal. It would like, you know, it's it's super interesting when a tank comes out, um, you know, and it's sitting there on the uh, like on the side of. Of the property because they can't take the tank away right away if, if there are signs of a of a leak right so in this case you you could you you could look at the tank and you could see there are like three little i mean bb bb size mm -hmm. little little tiny punctures right and it's a metal tank it's been sitting in the ground you can see signs of rust so like you understand exactly how it happens right um and you know it, 
so far the process has been really easy. I mean, I, I assume you just have to remove some earth around where the oil came out, right? And test the soil around. Yeah, that's correct. Right, but, the, uh, there's the state some other, gets involved too. There's some other bit. caveats that can get in the way. First of all, most tanks are installed up against the foundation of a house, which yeah. normally is a French drain. Okay. Which is a you know tunnel for this stuff to go off to and run. Right. And we have mm -hmm. to follow it. Okay. Sometimes that'll go into a stream. Sometimes that'll go into a catch a, basin. A well. A well. Yeah. Any liquid is going to travel the path of least resistance. Sure. Sure. So, so anyway, yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, in, in this particular case, I think that the state came out to, like, they're present for soil testing. Is that right? No. no. Or, which state are we talking about? In New York. New York. Um, no, they're not present. They're yeah. not present. So you, you take soil samples and they get sent to a lab. And if there's no oil in those samples, we're good. If there's some oil in the sample, there's, there's a, a there, there's a little there are, digging. There are, there are allowances yep. uh, of acceptance. Okay. Uh, there's many different types of uh, analytes that we're analyzing for. Mm -hmm. So there's thresholds on each one of those. Mm -hmm. So you have to meet it. Yep. Nice. In your experience, which tanks are the ones that have holes in them. Like I always heard, and I think I said this earlier, that the tanks that were put in in the early 80s and the late 70s, those are the ones that come out with the most holes. I find the ones that have the most failures mm -hmm. are ones of which that are in developments. Okay. And the reason that is, is because when that builder goes in there and he has a hundred lot subdivision, he needs to go out and buy a hundred tanks. Right. So if you go out and buy a hundred tanks and you, you say, I, I'm interested in a tank, uh, the, the guy at the counter is gonna say, well, we have the best tank, the better tank, and the good tank. Well, what do you think he's gonna go for? Is a hundred, if he can save. Sure, uh, it, makes, it makes financial sense yeah, to do that yeah, so. for this developer. For the so that's where you're finding in a development is a tip so is if you find typical. one you know that pretty much everybody yeah. in there's got a problem well if you or look at you yeah. may have yes. a problem if you look at our cul-de-sac right five houses on the cul-de-sac mm -hmm. mm -hmm. this was you know we the fifth house is just having their stuff taken care of now four of the five houses had some small and they all look the same the, the same the same little kind of bb style look um, and those tanks have been in the process of being removed over i would say the last 15 years right um, one neighbor did it first and then two neighbors did it and then one neighbor did it and now the last neighbor is doing it and i think probably because this last neighbor saw everyone <laughs> else's stuff it. they really didn't want to get involved right. um, but they had two tanks one one set was fine the other tank had this tiny tiny little thing and um, mostly they're relieved that mm -hmm. to know it's done it's this this like this anxiety they've had. It's like this monkey it. on your back, right? Correct. Like Just you get can't rid of it. get, a, get it, it off. Rip the bandaid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it out. Yeah, no, I understand <laughs> that feeling completely. Like I would, I don't have an oil tank. I have a propane tank. It's right. a little bit different. But if I was worried about that, I, you know, I, w I would be. Like whenever I have a, um, a client that has an oil tank, or whenever I have a buyer that's looking at a house with an oil tank, I start to have a little anxiety about it. Right, and I, I try to explain to my clients, um, you know. And even some of my neighbors, as they were waiting and waiting, I'm like, this is not something that gets better over time. No. Right? You, you just, it's going to happen. 
it's probably way less stressful than you think. And I always say, I said, listen, I had I had Mike on my radio show, and, and the figures he was throwing out in terms of the num- the percentage of things that leak, it's so low. You just you gotta just do it, just do it, mm-hmm. pull it out. And, and even for the ones that do, uh, there's we've been very successful in getting a homeowner's insurance policy to come to the plate and pick up the expense. Oh, really? It is it is getting harder to do it. Uh, most all the insurance companies put a clause. Uh, into their policies in the year 2005 and 2006 that says they no longer have to pick up that expense any longer. However, if we can prove that the leak occurred before that time period, and we can do that through forensics, oh, really? um, we can bring them to the plate. We've actually gone back three or four policy holders ago because we found that the oil leaked in this time frame How when they didn't even that? own the house anymore. That's very interesting. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to have, I want you to tell me how you can figure that out. Hi, this is Brenda Wiley with Howard Hanna Ranch Realty. Looking for a weekend getaway, a year-round retreat, or maybe you're considering selling, I'll help to bring your vision to a reality. Enjoy four seasons of lakefront living on Greenwood Lake. Go fishing, swimming, and boating all summer long. And when fall arrives, go apple picking, hiking, or skiing on Mount Peter. Visit brendabwiley.randrealty.com and let's find the home of your dreams. Pillar to Post Home Inspectors is your number one choice when buying or selling a home in the Hudson Valley. Pillar to Post inspectors are experienced, informative, and very knowledgeable. We will examine the structure, plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical systems. Our thorough inspection will identify important factors, which may save buku dollars when making a home purchase. For more information or to schedule your home inspection, call the owner, David Wilner, at 845-610-5366. Visit PillarToPost.com backslash David Wilner. Are you a foodie, a wine connoisseur, or love both? Then join the conversation every Thursday at 11 a.m. with Stephen Keeter and his renowned guests, restaurateurs, chefs, and sommeliers on Food for Thought, right here on Radio Worth Listening To. Hi, this is John Stein, host of the Hootenanny Cafe, inviting you to join me every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here, 93.5 FM or WTBQ.com, for the best in folk music anywhere. WTBQ, GHT Weather. For this morning, heat advisories in effect. Patchy fog this morning. Showers and thunderstorms likely. Some of the storms could produce heavy rains. High near 90. Heat index values as high as 95. Calm wind becoming southwest around 5 miles an hour in the afternoon. Tonight, mostly cloudy. Showers and thunderstorms likely. Some of the storms could produce heavy rainfall with a low around 69 with calm winds. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm Chris Stone. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. We're back. This is the Real Real Estate Show, and I am Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty, along with Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and Michael Hunch with MH Tank. So tell me now about this the forensics, because I find this very intriguing. So, like, how can you tell when a pro, how when the le- leak? Happened. Through a forensic analysis, you can determine the age of the leak. So 
I'll have some clients that aren't using a tank anymore, for mm-hmm. instance, but it's still sitting on their property. Mm-hmm. And then they'll ask, when's the last time that they um, use the oil? Mm-hmm. And they'll come up with something. Well, if they tell me it's before 2005, 2006, it's almost a guaranteed home run because you know that oil is going to test for 2005, 2006. Right? So you have, that's like a double whammy win for that, for mm-hmm. that, for that particular client. But then you also have scenarios where the tanks are still being used. So you don't want to take that sample right at the location of where the tank was located. You want to step back because it takes, it takes a little while for it to get back. And then you grab that analysis there and uh, it'll come out plus or minus, I think it's a three-year time window. Oh, wow. So just based on how far out you take a soil sample mm-hmm. is how they determine it. Oh, Correct. interesting. I, I didn't and, realize. And, I didn't and, think, and, never and thought if, about it. And then they'll look at the policy, when the policy started, what their uh, responsibilities are. Sometimes people will sit there and watch television late at night and they'll buy homeowner's insurance, <laughs> you know, at one in the morning because they, all they do is shop. And every time you shop, you lose more and more yeah. services because you don't get grandfathered into anything yeah. right, when right. you get a new policy. So the older the policy is, the better off someone is in, in my line of work to get something covered. Yeah. I guess it's a good, um, it, it's good to keep good records too. Yeah. Like if you, if you have changed your insurance company to know, just keep it, remember or keep the old policies that you've had. Most in, definitely. And for certain things. No. I never even thought about that. There have been a few times where we've walked into a home that has an above ground um, tank, maybe in the basement or in the garage or even outside. Um, You know, and home inspectors, they're pretty good about looking at the bottom of the tank Mm -hmm. and getting a sense of what's going on. And there have been times that I've seen them come back and their hands have rust. It's not even rust, it's oil. Scale. Um, That, you know, there's a pinhole leak in the bottom. Sometimes, People are catching the oil, uh, <laughs> putting so, it back baking in pit with a baking. <laughs> yes, pan. with a baking, it's crazy, or and with some like cat, like cat the, the cat yeah. litter in there. Um, so, talk to me a little bit about the process when it is an above ground tank. What you know, is it the same um, permits required, and um, how does how does that work for yes. a homeowner who wants to do that? Uh, an above ground tank, same thing, it requires a permit, and. Are you going to replace it with a new one, or are you just going to remove it and switch to an over to a different fuel source? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not only the, the above-ground tank, it's also the piping associated with it. Mm-hmm. So can it cause as much trouble as an underground tank? Absolutely. Really? Uh, absolutely. Uh, sometimes these tanks will leak in a basement, and you're not home. Um, some pumps in the floor oil goes into the sump pump lifts up mm. the uh the the float and starts pumping it out into the street into a stream into who, who knows what That's wow crazy. i didn't even think through that no like that whole chain of events <laughs> and, is- and, and and just to bring one more thing up as far as putting your hand underneath the tank yeah that is a huge no-no yeah you inspect it with a flashlight don't 
Don't, you never want to put your hand. Right, because you don't want it to let it, go. There's scale in there, and it'll hold it all together. And if you move your hand across it, you can move that scale away. And yeah. again, you're going to be like Start a, trouble. You're going to yeah. be looking at your cell phone that's just out of hand's reach as your finger's in the dike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. And I'm assuming that if there, if there has been a leak ongoing and it's like dripping into a concrete pad right when when that tank gets removed you know i'm sure some sort of a health hazard to have that that oil the odor right in in that basement like that well in the basement floor we can get it out with a sulfactant but it's the ones that have dirt floors that become a problem because now you're digging up the dirt floor and i guess too if you have it in the basement and it's coming out of your foundation the pipe right Mm -hmm. is coming out of your foundation there could potentially be a leak there and that could create a problem around that area right next to your foundation of your home it, it, on the it outside. Potentially could. Yeah. It potentially could. No. Yeah. So oh, gosh. Super, I know it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's the, uh, the gift that keeps on coming. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say once, you know, in the house I'm in, the tank was pulled prior to me purchasing, purchasing the home and they had moved it to the basement. So in the basement, the tank's been there I don't know, maybe 12 years. And I've switched from oil to a air source heat pump. Um, so I have a tank. I know that it's empty. We, you know, we were using the oil for the hot water um, until we ran out of oil. And then I switched to an on-demand propane tank. So now I have almost no oil in my tank. It's sitting there and I'm like, okay, I think it's time. But I will say I am, the tank itself for 10, 15 years old is in like it looks brand new still i mean i have a dehumidifier going all the time in my basement and um but and i and i feel like that the tanks today i don't know if they're just made a little or if she spent a little extra money and got a nice good tank when she put it in i don't know but i feel fairly confident that it's um, it's okay that it's okay yeah and that um, and i mean to take that out now christine can you just remove that from your hat like is there a basement door you're gonna have have to come and cut i mean well, most Can of them. You most of them. Just to cut it out is what well, I'm it, thinking. Well, it, it came in, so it, like they're mostly built to go through a standard right. people's okay. door. standard door. Tw- so um, the 27 we, inches wide. Okay. Yeah, we shouldn't okay. have a problem getting it out. I've never lived in a house with an oil tank, so uh, I've always lived in a house with an I've oil tank. Either had natural <laughs> gas or now propane in the house that I own now. So mm-hmm. it was never. Um, I never had that concern. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that. But I do like I, w- I was telling you earlier, I do know somebody that has a propane tank, not uh, not propane, an oil tank, and it's like half underground, okay. which is weird. It's, yeah, it's under a deck. Yeah, so I had it'll so, probably be easy to get out. Hopefully it's in okay shape. Yeah. <laughs> I had one client once who had to remove a tank um, that they weren't they, they their intention was to remove it, but they weren't able to it was a house that was um, very, very, very old. Um, and the, the town had switched over. There was natural gas. Um, and they didn't realize, and as I'm thinking about it, I had the buyers, not the sellers. But um, we did a tank sweep before we bought the house because of the age of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they identified there was a tank that was not actually abandoned, but just sort of sitting there, m- mostly empty. Um, but they had run the gas line right over it. Mm. Um, so they, when they went to remove it, they were unable to pull it. Um, so they had to abandon it in place because of the location of the of the town utilities in relation to where that tank was. Um, that was an interesting um, uh, Yeah, I, I've had somebody that had one under a drive. This is so many years ago, um, under a driveway. 
and they ended up filling it. I thought they put sand in it, but I guess that's not what they no, do. No, they, 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 they could They could? I, I elect to go with the gravel. Okay, and it, it, this was almost 20 years ago, and uh, they ended, it was in the village, and mm -hmm. it was like right next to the foundation of the house, yeah. too. So it ended up, it would just it was way difficult to get it out. So they ended up filling it. But um, so I, I guess the, that's, that's the only reason that you would probably abandon it is if it's just too difficult and in a, in a precarious position. Well, that would make sense, but you also have those people that think I'm going to hide something. <laughs> <laughs> do you do um, like a, a sweep for the for a tank? Like, is that something you do? I don't. You don't. Okay. I don't. So if we, I, I highly recommend a couple people, but um, okay. Very intricate equipment. Yeah. They must be doing something like metal detectors or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. And then, well, and then depending, like, if they want to look, if there's a lot of concrete and rebar, rebar they have some very, very specialized, um, like, ultrasound kind of equipment to kind of get through some of that stuff. And, um, you, you know, I guess if, if there's oil in that tank, I, I would think that if, if there's an abandoned tank and there's still oil in it, that's a good sign because that means <coughs> it didn't leak out. <laughs> Well, it does make sense. <laughs> if it has water in it, that's... Oh, that's, that's the other problem. That's kind of right. like the... Right, that's kind of like how we look at septic tanks, right? When we open them up, if they're full to the top, that generally says, okay, we don't have a leak here. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's like an older, like an abandoned home or a foreclosure. Right, right. Um, so let me ask this question because when I started real estating 15 years ago, we would test tank, right? Test a tank to, for soundness to see... Right, and over time, that's sort of, people don't do that anymore. They just say, pull it. Well, there's still tank testers out there that yeah. do it. Um, I'm not one of them. What's the, the downside to doing the test? Well, the downside is when, that, when those tank tests first came out, uh, they did it with pressure. Mm -hmm. So they would plug off the vents, plug off the uh, feed and return lines, and they would put a gauge on the, uh, on the tank and see it, it had to meet a certain amount of time before it would let go you know uh, right. go down then they found that they were blowing out tanks right causing the problem causing the problem so then they switched to vacuum mm -hmm. but vacuum is just the opposite of, 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 of not positive pressure it's negative pressure so you still have the same pressure so that is still being done today um, but I'm a I'm a fan of wanting to know if there is oil in the soil around the tank. So what I've done is I purchased equipment that uh, we drill alongside the vessel so we can get alongside of the tank mm -hmm. and exhume a soil analysis from that location. It, I mean, in a, in a purchasing situation, you know, you hear, you read, you hear about these, uh, these sales that are, um, what do you call it? Uh, a short sale or yeah, stuff like, like a, a short foreclosure sale. or something exactly, like that exactly. where the t the bank is not, not going to take do anything. The, they're not going to do a darn thing sure so this tells your buyer many flippers go my with this route too They'll, you'll know if there's any uh, oil out in that soil around the tank mm -hmm. it's maybe it's not a big part of my business mm -hmm. but it, it helps certain types of people right but it doesn't help all the people and a lot of these attorneys think that that's what it's going to do and I, I find that that's not the right thing to do <laughs> 
if you're going to have uh, somebody that's going to be uh, buying a house, you've got to negotiate this deal with the oil tank. Yeah. It just has to be done. Sure. Otherwise, sure. you're playing with fire. Okay, so we're going to take another break, and then we will return and finish off the hour. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey for over 10 years, I focus my business on Orange, Passaic, and Sussex counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. O'Keefe & McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe & McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Hi, this is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Howard Hanna Rand Realty for more than 20 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs. And then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well. And whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com. And let's get together. Hi, this is John Tesh. Tune in for great music and intelligence for your life on weekdays at 1 p.m. as we assemble the tips, the facts, and the news you need to be happier, healthier, more lovable, and more fun to be around. Radio worth listening to. We put the intelligence out there. You decide what to do with it. Hi, this is Alan Fernandez. Join me at the Jazz Getaway with Miles Davis, John Coltrane, and Duke Ellington and more every Sunday at 7 p.m. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome. <laughs> you Welcome go, back. You go, Christine. <laughs> to the Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, with uh, Rand Realty, hosting with Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty. And, and Michael Hunch with MH Tank. All right. So um, before we before we dive back in with uh, with Mike, I just want to take a moment to um, talk about a great fundraiser coming up on August twenty third. Um, our fellow Rand agents in our Central Valley office are hosting a karaoke night. Mm-hmm. Um, they are raising funds for the Children's Free Care Fund. Um, that supports the Maria Ferrari Hospital. It's in Westchester, um, which is in Westchester, and is a it's a it's a it's a very very great children's hospital. Yes, my I son mean, has been through there, and um, I've had family in there, and yeah, it instills good confidence, yes. and they know what they're doing, and yep. it's great to have to have that that child focused um, hospital near us, and so um, I'm thrilled to help announce. Uh, their fundraiser. They're doing, um, it's $5 entry, refreshments and food will be available. It's at the Palea Winery. Mm -hmm. Um, There's going to be a a silent- 32. Yep, there's going to, it's 10 Sweet Clover Road in Highland Mills. It's right off of 32. Yeah. Um, And uh, cash and credit cards accepted. So um, mark your calendar, August 23rd, 530 to 9. 
get your best singing voice, <laughs> pick your songs ahead of time, practice a little bit, and uh, come out and show off. I know show a off couple of people that like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm a group karaoke. Or if I could get like two or three people with me, I'll I'll do it. What's your uh, What's your song? I don't have a song. You'll do any song. I, right. Throw the words up there. I probably will not be able like to... "Don't uh, Stop Believing" by I, Journey because that's like a song it, that is really listen, fun to that, sing. I'll sing the chorus of any song. I will always be the backup <laughs> singer. I will never be the lead singer. And trust me, you are all thanking me for that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, so, so Mike, we have been uh, chatting about removing buried oil tanks. We've been trying to demystify the fear around that. We've been talking about the process of how it happens. We've talked about tanks that are not buried that still need to be removed and the fact that the towns need to, um, you know, are still involved in that permitting process. So it's not like you can just rip a tank out and sell right. it on the side market. It's pretty much every can town Can I sell my tank here, on, the, on the secondary tank market? Yeah, you could sell anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're you're a real estate agent. Can you can you, sell anything. Can you bring that to like the 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 recyclers? The, the well, that's what I do. You do. Okay. But, but I have to cut them open and I have yeah. to clean them all out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure you don't get too much out of that at the end of the day, right? No. A couple of bucks. <laughs> but it's better than throwing it throwing it in a landfill because somehow they will recycle it. Um, I I do see that you do a 24 hour emergency spill response. That's correct. So that's interesting. I remember that house over on uh, mm -hmm. Waterbury road mm -hmm. you knew exactly what i was going to say right that I, I don't think anybody's ever going to move back into that house it's uh that was a very very sad do you know about that chris so many years I ago do. it was i, I was it's still vacant you know every time i drive by it i, I i'm I, sad because it's such a, be it's a beautiful house and a yeah. beautiful piece of land yeah yeah and it's a it, shame it yeah. is a shame and i wonder did that affect other people's wells i don't i don't know the answer to it's that. a common you can uh, look it up uh, through the DEC website, right? Because um, it'd be like an open, uh, an, like an open, open spill. Yeah, yeah. There's are there other spills like that around here that you can think of? Because I don't remember any other. Really, that's the one I always remember. I can think of many. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's we got to remember. It, I'm not just. I'm, I'm just. Not, I'm just not in Warwick. I. Yeah. I'm all. You're all over the place. Jersey, Westchester. How far do Rockland. you go in Jersey? Like, will you go anywhere? I will go uh, the northern, northern Jersey. So like Bergen, Passaic. Sussex, yeah. Passaic. Okay. I mean, Bergen, do they really have any oil tanks yes. over there? Oh, for sure. Tons. Huh. I would I, guess more than you would think. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because most of in Bergen, they're like very close together. So I would think most of them are like municipal, like but they may, the older homes. Well, and they, they, it, it's a, it's a scenario where you know, they didn't have natural gas lines. At Those point, homes right. are so old that most of them started with oil, switched, and may or may not have pulled their tanks. Lindhurst, sure. Rutherford, those areas are Okay, they have them. Plenty. Yeah. My mother-in-law lives in the village of Goshen, and she still has her oil tank. It's in her basement, but she has an oil tank, and she could have uh, attached to the uh, natural gas, but never did. Yeah. I was, so I went, to, um, I went to a very interesting seminar um, about oil um, hosted by um, the oil, the home oil heating industry. So, um, you know, kind of talking about everything from BTUs and why using oil is a very efficient way to heat your home, um, but also talking a little bit about the history as to like why oil tanks started in the first place being buried. Uh, and oh. it had to do with the time where there, when there were oil shortages, 
um, that people needed a way to to store it, to store it so that they they didn't run out of it. And, and when this was back in the steal it too. Back in the, uh, all of that, right? It was like a buried treasure almost. Uh, I thought, and I thought that was like the most interesting takeaway from the class was that you know that's how this started was people needed to store oil. Um, it was um, very, like you needed it. There was not a lot of it, and if you got it, you wanted to get enough of it that you didn't have to you know run the risk of running out of it again. So I thought that was a really interesting little piece of history on mm -hmm. on how we ended up burying oil in the first place. Yeah. Um, so anything else you can think of that you want to talk about? Well, um, just the real estate in the real estate game right now. Uh, you know, you asked me a question earlier, how am I, am I busy? Right. And I noticed a decline, yeah. I, I, you know, uh, a decline all <clears throat> based upon real estate, uh, transactions going through. Okay. It, we're, we're still better than we were last year, I'm sure. Right. Mm -hmm. But from what it was with the exodus of the people coming from the city into mm -hmm. our area, mm -hmm. seems to have slowed down a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think so. The interest rates have made a difference. No the doubt. inventory is still very low. Um, you know, some people now have, have sort of like stepped back because of the interest rates. So it's it's definitely and it's summer. So hopefully, it, you know, we're we've all got our fingers crossed that it'll pick up a little bit in in um, the fall. Yeah. Four oh, point nine lock in. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> might prompt some people that were like just saying, "Oh, I can't do this." All of a sudden, they're back in the game. You know, who knows? Well, and it's very—it's a lot of perception. Too. It's a—that's what I was going to say. The perception is we've had these big jumps, right? And usually, when you have that jump, the rates do jump for you know a few days. But you know, Mike, the mortgage guy, always says that a lot of those changes are already baked in. That the banks know they're coming; they've been creeping them up. So you have a spike, but they kind of come back down after like the frenzy, right? And so um, for and for a person who's not in the mortgage industry or even the real estate industry, they hear that these rates have gone up, and you know in their minds they're thinking rates are like close to six. But as you just announced today, we're down at four point nine. So that's a that's a big difference in perception versus reality. Absolutely. I, just, I go by and I see all these houses getting built here in Warwick, and I'm like, where did it? The prices of the material well, that's these just days, it. how the heck? Yeah. So interesting you should say that because I did pull the um, price per square foot in um, in the county right now, and it's $210 a square foot for the whole entire county. Warwick is going to be a little higher. But to build a new house, it's closer to probably $280 a square foot to build a house right now. Um, so, yes, because of the material costs, it's it's. It's expensive. It's expensive. So these builders have to pay, you know, charge a lot of money. And maybe the market is just starting to, I don't know, we still have Adjust such a, itself. We, yeah. we have a shortage, though. We still have a significant shortage in the market of, yeah, of homes. I, but, you know, you know, you can't build a home overnight. Right. That's right? the other thing. And yes. so if you're projecting what the, you know, it's hard to project what the real estate market is going to be a year and a half from now, right? Let's say, like, if you're doing, you know, building a development or some spec houses, it's not like they go up in, in a day. No, they take nine months to, yeah. to, go, to go up in most cases. And that's if they're approved. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it does, you know, we'll see what happens. It's, it's, a, it's a different, it, it definitely is changing. I think we're ready for it. Mm -hmm. We sort of know it's ha something's going to happen, but we won't know exactly until it really does. Yeah, one, more, sure. one more thing of note. Yep. Um, we didn't really touch on uh, was the installation of the new tank. Oh, okay. ah, yeah, yes, yeah. let's do that. So uh, 
there's many different uh, sizes and mm-hmm. uh, the way that these things are built. We, we offer two manufacturers, mm-hmm. uh, one named Granby Tank, the other one being the Roth. Mm-hmm. The Granby tank is your traditional type of tank that you've seen. It's an oval. Right, metal uh, tank. Metal tank. But they do make those in, um, they have two layers of steel at the bottom. Mm-hmm. The theory is if it was ever to sweat, and it will, uh, which will then create condensation, it would have to go through two layers of steel for it to actually make it through the tank in itself. Right. Mm-hmm. So that particular tank has a 25-year warranty and a $2 million insurance for wow. cleanup. Wow, oh, that's, that's really good to know. And the other one, the 30-year warranty is exactly the same, and the only difference is that it has an epoxy coating on it. And they make those in 275-gallon capacity, and they also make it in 330-gallon capacity. Mm-hmm. And then they make the standard tank, which is been around for years and they make that in both a vertical and a horizontal you mentioned something about horizontal and lastly the roth tank is a polypropylene tank Hmm. it looks more like a refrigerator Mm -hmm. than it does a a tank they make them in 165s 275s and 400 gallon i didn't realize they made them that big so if you have a big house that's great yeah yeah. So, Mike, before we uh, finish for the day, why don't you let people know how to get in touch with you? That would be great. Well, I can be reached at uh, 845-544-2330. And my email address is mhtank at yahoo.com. Or my uh, web address is mhtank.com. Fabulous. And if you didn't get any of those numbers, certainly call Christine and I, and we will get you in touch with, with Mike. Yes. If you need him. Appreciate it. Yep. So, and again, thank, thank you so you much. Thank you for having me out. I sure. really do appreciate it. We just have a couple of more um, seconds here, and I'll just quickly, uh, you know, tell everybody that Orange County right now average sale price is four hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollars. That's insane to me. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Only because that number used to be in the with started with a two. And yeah, that, that was not too long. Yeah, ago. and Warwick Schools is five hundred and fifty-two thousand. Wow. Florida four hundred thousand eight one eighty-three. So they are all these numbers. Of gone up i have a whole list of them it's kind of crazy but thank you everybody for listening and we will be back next week at 10 o'clock on monday and uh oh there was a question we'll have to answer it next time we'll get the answer now and we'll we'll tell you what it is next week 